Hi everyone, welcome to another CornerCast podcast. I am your host Khalil Gotap here on CastersCorner.com and this week's podcast is with uh, Jeff Deldana and Jeff and I have known each other for a decent amount of time through Bill. We've been at parties and things like that together and we kind of knew of each other. And then about a year ago when I started doing the site redesign um, or start looking at that, I don't know if it was a year ago. It might have been, might have been at the beginning of the year actually. So it felt, it feels like a year ago. Um, I saw that Jeff had posted that he had done or does a podcast called Trees Falling in the Woods. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. And I said, hey, do you want to come on my podcast and we can just talk about things? And I knew that, uh, oops, excuse me, I just dropped the child, um, the baby Yoda child toy. Um, I, uh, yeah, so, you know, I saw his podcast. I said, you know, why don't you come and be on my podcast? It'd be great. And then, of course, you know, everything falls apart and plans kind of go in a different direction. And I finally got into a place where I was trying to, you know, do more and more podcasts. You know, I've been trying to keep this up weekly. And I said, Hey Jeff, do you want to come on? And again, great guy. And, uh, we start talking more earlier in the year because he is into toys as well. So, um, so yeah, so we kind of talked through that and then finally it just, the stars aligned and all that stuff. So Jeff was available. So, um, it was, it was a really good conversation. I really, we kind of ran through just about everything from online asshole trolls, um, to toy shopping and being forced or in some cases not forced to buy products we don't want. Um, and we kind of just go through all of that stuff and wasn't, we were both kind of about halfway through the podcast. We were like, I didn't expect it to get this heavy but then it got heavy. We talked about voting. We talked about the election. We talked, we just talked about just everything. Um, get out there and vote. If you haven't already, make sure that you make the time on, uh, in November to go out and vote. Um, anyway, so Jeff and I, it was a great conversation. I'd love to have him back, um, and talk more about stand up because I listened to so many podcasts. It was really great to get into stand up, and then we got into social issues and it kind of, it went in a different direction, but I had a blast and I hope that that comes across in the podcast. I think Jeff had a really good time too. Um, so without further ado, I'm not going to stretch this one out. Um, you can, uh, find Jeff on Instagram. He is peaceful underscore warrior. And the O in warrior is a zero, like the number zero. Um, he also talks about, and the, the link to his iTunes, uh, trees falling in the woods, his, uh, Apple podcast is on there and you can also check out him, um, and the workshops that he helps, uh, Rob Santos run, um, on robsantoscomedy.com and it's eat each one teach one workshops. Um, and you can find Rob Santos, um, on Instagram at raggedy Rob production, raggedy underscore Rob underscore productions on Instagram. Had a great time talking to Jeff. Um, hopefully he'll be back on. Had a really good time. It was, it was, I, it was one of the most enjoyable podcasts I've done. Um, so, uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Remember to follow us. We're at Caster's Corner on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, uh, the TikTok. Um, I'm not keeping that up enough, but we're still there. Um, 
Remember to subscribe, rate, review, share, uh, suggest guests for the podcast, the Cornercast podcast, cornercast.com. And uh, we've got a few more podcasts coming up in the next few weeks I'm really excited about too. So uh, make sure to keep tuning in every Monday night. So without further ado, it is me, it is Jeff Daldana. Um, Enjoy everyone. Yeah, I don't. I I think it was like, I want to say it was six. Well, the beginning of this year or last year, where I was like, you posted something about doing a podcast, and I'm like, I need people to be on the podcast that know how to podcast so or talk. Um, and I hit you up, and then you know the world imploded, and <laughs> <laughs> nothing ever happened. So, um, so how you doing? I'm hanging in there, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's weird in, in Connecticut because it's like, yes, we are affected by, you know, the virus and everything, but we're not as bad as say, you know, Florida or California. I mean, speaking of podcasts, like if you listen to, I mean, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, so yeah, that's based out in California. So you're always hearing all of them talk about how they're there. It's much more, you know, strict, over there because the numbers are higher the situation's worse you know which is you know kind of strange because you know there's such a big state with such a large population and i i don't know exactly how like spread out the population is i mean i guess in connecticut you know we're a small state we don't have a gigantic population most of our 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 um areas that are densely populated are sort of more toward the middle and uh and, you know, then once you get out into, you know, the boondocks or whatever, it's, you know, not as easy to spread like things like viruses. But uh, so I guess that's probably why we're doing better, I suppose. I, well, if, yeah. I mean, it depends on which podcast you're listening to, because I listen to the I usually listen to a lot of stand up podcasts. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're talking about uh, the entertainment factor of it all of you know being able to be around crowds or or do their stand up mm-hmm. or, or do their shows and things like that and how they how they need to travel and how their travel has been impacted and i mean at least for us we don't have that production or that access to comedy or you know like access to live not as much not as much yeah there is comedy in connecticut well tell me about it because i'd like to know <laughs> that'd be great uh, I mean, well yeah, I, I, yeah I, can, I can go into it a bit yeah. um Again, so you, uh, we'll we'll go back to the fact that I do a podcast, although we don't do it all that often these days. We we it's a whole thing, but um, it's and it's not like a negative thing. It's just so my, myself and Rob Santos, who is a uh, a local comedian, uh, have been doing a podcast since 2015. It's called Trees Falling in the Woods. You can find it on iTunes. Uh, what else? Pod Podbean or something like mm-hmm. that. And for a while, for, you know, like maybe a good year or so, we were doing it roughly every week. Uh, and now we, we do it just whenever we feel like it, which we kind of need to get back into the groove of it. Uh, but, yeah, we, so, so like I said, we've been doing it sporadically. Um, but so he's a, he's a comedian, and that's pretty much why we, we, you know, we started the show, because he's – I'm not sure if you're familiar with Rob at all, but, mm. like, he's – He's, he's somewhat notable um, around here. He, he's, he um, spent some time in New York, did some comedy there, um, you know, in, in the in the beginning of his career. 
Um, but he had to he had to come home because his him and his girlfriend had a kid who mm-hmm. is now I think like seven. I think I think she just turned or either she just turned seven in February. Which, by the way, this whole year feels like it was just yesterday. I think she either turned seven in February or is about to turn seven. But um, so anyway, um, he had to come home and he's been doing things, you know, around here in the comedy scene. And, you know, if, like if you talk to comedians in this area, they pretty much all know who Rob Santos is. Uh, and, uh, and we also another thing that we do is uh, he teaches a stand up comedy class that I assist him with. So I'm, I'm at every session. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based in uh, sort of analyzing uh, behavior, f- uh, your own feelings. I think he's, he's like DBT and EBT. I, f- I forget exactly. Or DPT, something like that. Mm-hmm. He talks about it all the time. I need to get those acronyms down. But um, <laughs> but it's basically it's not. We're not we're not telling you to you know how to write a joke. We are helping you develop your humor based on who you actually are as a person. Yeah. I think that that's, I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Cause a lot of the, a lot of what you hear, cause I think people, when people hear that they're going to go to a class about stand up, they're going to, you're going to learn, you're going to learn how to write a joke, not necessarily how to find your voice. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a really important thing, whether you're doing a podcast or you're doing stand up or, any kind of entertainment like that where you're putting yourself out there first and, and yeah. you're kind of the focus, you have to figure out what your voice is and what you're comfortable with. And I think at the beginning you tend to emulate um, things that you are influenced by um, mm. until you can figure out what that voice is. Yeah, that definitely happens. Um, but no, that's interesting. Like I've, I don't think I've talked to anybody that's. I mean, everybody I talk to is either into toys or into like creative stuff. But I don't think we've. Ta- I've talked to anybody that that works in the comedy field. So it's kind of exciting because I listen to so many different comedians' podcasts. That's interesting to kind of hear some of the inside baseball of it all. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Watching people get up and and try <laughs> to f- get comfortable what? and bomb or. Or or any of that stuff. Um. If we'll see, I, I'm 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 sort of um, performance adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I don't know uh, myself, but I, you know, I, of course, I, I witness people. Like, you know, I know a decent amount of people in in the uh, comedy scene around here. But like, Rob is you know, Rob's, Rob is a childhood friend. We've known each other for over twenty years. Um. So he's kind of like. I always, you know, I always joke around and say that I'm riding Rob Santos's coattails, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's you know that that's for me. I every once in a while I kind of feel the bug bite me of like oh I should get up, but I but I I, I have too much stage fright, um, and I also don't know that I'm capable of like stringing material together mm-hmm. to really a set. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've never tried, but mostly because of the stage fright. Um, but I'm kind of more like the way, the way the class works is, you know, we, we, you know, he has people come up where like they, they, they present their premises. Cause a lot of the people in the class 
are amateur comedians already. Mm-hmm. So, th- you know, they'll have done, you know, a handful of um, open mics or whatever. And some of them have been doing it for, for longer. Um, but they'll have some premises and then we'll sort of explore like, well, you know, what does that mean to you? And, you know, how can, how can you really put this in your voice and not just write a joke and say it on stage? Uh, and part of what I do is I'm sort of, at least in, in terms of the class and I, and, you know, maybe overall in, in terms of performative comedy is kind of, I'm kind of like, you probably call it the punch, punch up person mm-hmm. with, I'll make suggestions and I try to do it in the voice of the person as best I can. Um, like, like for example, uh, outside of the class, there have been numerous occasions where like Rob and I will sit down and, uh, he'll go over his stuff. He'll like, he'll, sometimes he'll send me his stuff. Like he'll make a voice recording and send it to me or he'll, uh, or like, we'll go, we used to go to this, uh, open mic in Northampton, it's uh, all the time and we would sit at the corner of the bar and look in his notebook and go over stuff and, and we would, you know, I'd come up with some suggestions and because I've known the guy forever, like I kind of know his voice, you know, uh, as, as well as anyone outside of himself. Mm-hmm. Probably. I, I, I think he probably agreed with that. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's an interesting world. It's certainly, um, I don't want to say like a fraternity, because that kind of sounds like it, that, that gives it like negative connotations. But there's definitely like, you know, pe- people within like, even, I mean, I'm sure you listen there's to a community. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's a community. That's, that's the best way to phrase that. Um, thank you for uh <laughs> word. Um, it's definitely a community. It's it's interesting to be a part of, but again, like like for my part, I'm I'm a bit more adjacent to it than I am completely involved, and that's I feel that way sometimes. Even though, like for the most part, the people that that we get involved with are like super nice people, and um, especially the people that take our classes. Like we've we've developed the, a community around the class. Like you, the last class that we did is probably. Um, the strongest like coming together of people to the point where like we'll still have occasional meetings at uh, Rob's studio space and just get together and just bat ideas off of each other. Like we, we actually did it last Tuesday at his uh, studio space on um, Arbor street in Hartford where we called it dumb idea night. Mm-hmm. So they've done a couple of these. I hadn't been able to attend the, the ones they did, uh, the, the couple they did before, but they did one this past Tuesday, like I said. Um, and basically we had, I think it was like four people and me and Rob were there and, you know, just, he has a little, he has a microphone set up, uh, in the corner. So like, basically, you know, it's a testing ground, uh, and he'll have, then people go up, they'll bring up the notebooks. They'll just like read like something that they've been working on or whatever. And usually it's something that they're, they're not quite sure if it's really going to work or whatever. And then we'll just sort of, you know, spitball ideas, you know, tags, buttons, all kinds of things uh, for the premise. And um, actually uh, this time I did get up behind the microphone and, um, I didn't want to. I, I I wanted to do something at the end because I you know, I'd written some things down. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in my Apple notes. Like every once in a while, if I get an idea, I'll just like go into my notes on my phone and I'll write, I'll type it out or whatever. And I had written like uh, half of a sketch and then a sketch premise that I don't know what I'm ever going to do with, but I just wanted to get that creativity out there. And I ended up reading the stuff at the end of our dumb idea night. And for the most part, like it got a pretty good reception. Like the, the people in the cl- the current, or I should say the latest class, excellent, wonderful people, very supportive. It's definitely a community. They're supportive of each other. They go out to see each other's shows. They play on each other's shows, or I should say perform. Um, uh, you know, like, one of the one of the interesting things, like with Rob, for example, because he's kind of a, a bit of a seasoned veteran, is I always tell people like, I don't know really why he keeps me around because I feel like I don't make him laugh out, out loud. Mm-hmm. But he, I come up with something that he thinks is funny, he'll just be like, oh, that's funny, that's pretty funny. The other people in the class, you know, luckily, thank thankfully, and, and gratefully, I, I'm grateful they do laugh at the stuff that I come up with. So. Um, well, which, I mean, that that was one of the things I was talking about today because somebody asked me who I was doing a podcast with today. Yeah. And I said, I, I look forward to your Facebook posts because they're really fun to interact with. Like, oh, they, they really make me laugh and they make me want to be creative in my responses. Because, uh, like, uh, yeah. So, um I think that that was the other thing that got me like excited or like you've proven that you can, you can talk. I, I mean, there are times where I have podcasts that I'm like, I'm literally pulling teeth and I'm just like, come on, like, come on. Can you say something like, you know, I teed you up and can you, you know, and, and it doesn't always work. So it's, it's nice to, um, it's always nice when people are, are comfortable. Like you, you say that you have stage fright and you, you might in person, but you clearly don't hear, um, and you clearly don't when you're writing things because when you're writing things on, on Facebook or, you know, like the little quips or the little kind of weird questions or off-centered questions um, mm-hmm. that you ask, it's it's really fun to interact with. And then it's really fun to see – I get a kick out of your response to my response, if that makes sense. Like – But it's – you know, that it's it, – it, social media is – a strange beast it's a double-edged sword because you know like the majority of it is just useless nonsense like oh i went to the mall today or whatever or just you know hey look how far i walked today like good good for you you're you know whatever but um and then the rest of it or, or most of the rest of it i should say is people uh being dickheads and uh yes there are into each other and then there are some nuggets of and and i think that's you know like the cream does tend to rise to the top in terms of like you know like if if somebody makes a really funny meme it does get shared around you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and and then of course then you have to worry about like the whole joke stealing thing and meme stealing thing but luckily a lot of people tend to like post or share it from that other person's profile as opposed to just like copying or saving the photo and then putting it up as though they did it but um, yeah, you know, like the internet is 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 an interesting place because it does allow it, it cultivates a lot of different things like negativity, but then also creativity. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it really does. I think there's like there's I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. Um, I don't. I mean, my close friends know that this happened, but I was part of um, 
because, well, the other reason I was going to have you on is because I'm always, well, not always, but I'm sharing when we find toys. You've, you've hit me up, mm-hmm. like, where did you find this or where did you find that? Yeah. Um, and so I joined a G.I. Joe group um, for the new G.I. Joe classified line. And mm-hmm. um, it was really that, that negativity and that kind of, I think we're all on edge right now. Like, I think we're all kind of like feeling this um, feeling of uncertainty that's kind of putting us like that one nerve, that one thing that's going to push us over or push our button. Um, And so it was like early morning. I think I woke up, was taking out the dog and I saw somebody put a post up and it was something, um, it was something like uh, they had just revealed a new figure and somebody said something about, oh, aren't those red ninjas, don't those red ninjas look gay? And my response was, it's 2020. Can we find a better word for that? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It sounds like we would have said, or not we would have said, but like would have been said in high school. That's what we would have said in high, well, at least that's what my friends would have said in high school. I will say that. Um, uh, Because it wasn't, the exposure, at least for me, to somebody um, who had a different sexual um, preference, or I, I don't even know the right word mm-hmm. anymore. Like we're we're, and I'm being respectful of it. Um, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. We're, yeah. we're, it's it's becoming more and more. Um, uh, we're more used to it. It's it's becoming more and more the norm. You know, or, you well, it's know, not like, even. It, I, I think it's more. Like I was saying, the the exposure to me was will and grace, right? I think that okay. was for the the average person. Your exposure to somebody, um, a male who was gay, was the idea uh-huh. of you know will and grace, or um, you'd see it in the movie, like uh, um, Lamar in in Revenge of the Nerds. Like right. that's what our perception was, and we made fun of that. Um, in the eighties and it was, and, and so, so what happened was I dropped that comment, right. And, and I drove to work, I got on my car, looked at my phone and it was lit up like a Christmas tree. (laughs) People, that dude, people lost their minds. Like (laughs) absolutely. Cause it was called, it, it was, it was a group called uncensored. Like they had uncensored in the title. And they're like, it's an uncensored group. We can say whatever we want. And I was like, well, does we react that- too. yeah. And I said, well, well, does that mean I can say whatever I want? And they're like, no, fuck you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Um, but like, and, and so for me, it was this verbal sparring with them where mm-hmm. I was using their points and their words against them. And I just watched them get more mad and more mad and more mad. This went on for eight hours. Like it was a good like eight hours where if I picked up my phone and looked at it, there'd be another notification. And everybody was yelling at me saying, stop talking, stop, you know, stop antagonizing us. And I'm like, hey, assholes, you're tagging me (laughs) in the responses. Cause like there were other responses that went on throughout it and I didn't respond to any one of those, but every time they would tag me, I would just respond. And one of them was like, it's, it's our free, you know, it's our free speech. It's, you know, first amendment. We can say whatever we want and nobody can tell us we can't say it. And I said, but you're telling me I can't say it. So where's the logic in that? 
Like you're telling me that I can't have my opinion. Yeah. I can't have my point of view, but yours is protected. I don't understand where the difference. And, and the response to that was go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because they don't have any kind of intelligent, you know, logical comeback to that. They're they're Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, see, it's funny. Like I, I was just thinking about this before. Um, and I'm, I think I can relate this to what your experience about in that situation was. It's like, um, I guess I'll start by saying that, you know, freedom, freedom of speech is, is an important right that we have. And it should be, you know, a, a natural right that all people should have across the, the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes at a cost. And that cost is people can react however they want. So, uh, you know. If they want to say, if they want to use uh, homophobic slurs in a derogatory way to refer to an action figure, like, even though I don't agree with it and I don't like it, they have the right to do it. Right. But, and, and then for them to say, like, oh, you know, you can't be not to say it. It's like, I can tell you not to say it. You can continue to say it if you want to. I'm just, I'm trying to tell you, like, here's why you probably shouldn't say it because, you know, it's not nice. Um but, like, that made me think of the, the fact that uh, these guys, like, basically uh, couldn't formulate a, a cohesive argument uh, and just told you to fuck off or go fuck yourself. It made me think of um, their – so my girlfriend, our cat is missing. Well, her cat. Um, and it's been a few days. And so she posted something on, like, the New Britain Talk mm-hmm. uh, Facebook or whatever. And she was looking – at something from a few days ago having to do with a different cat because I was like I saw something about a cat and it was like it could have been Milo but it didn't sound exactly like him and um, so she, she went and looked at it and she was looking at the comments and somebody uh, like a, a few people were like oh this is why you shouldn't let your cat out blah 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 okay cool thanks yeah um, <laughs> but then someone's like oh because the person had posted that basically to alert, you know, if anyone lived in the area, you know, and it, it sounds like your cat, I'm sorry to say it looks like it got run over or whatever. I called the new Britain police department to come remove the cat from the, the side of the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some, some idiot was like, you wasted the time of the new Britain police department with that. You must be some special kind of stupid which is like the most tired hack insult that anyone could give, you know, like that's such a, like, like I can't even anyway, but it's like, if you know what freedom of speech, if you're going to be a bully, at least be a clever bully. Yeah. Like at least make it entertaining. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone should be a bully, but don't be like a fucking dolt of a bully. Right. And that's why it was so entertaining for me to go back at these guys because it was just one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, no, I've got the high ground. Like, I'm not going to go low. I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to, I'm just going to sit here and use your own, you know, uh, twisted sense of reality against you. Um, mm-hmm. and then watch you spin because you can't take it. I mean, I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of the Southington talks group on Facebook. Because what? I can, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? I said I can I could just imagine what that was like. I uh I I drove by a local church that did vacation Bible school and somebody had posted on Southington Talks how wonderful it is. And I said, Well, they're they're really wonderful except they built <laughs> 
they built three giant teepees and have kids running around going woo woo um, with with feathers. And I said that's really culturally insensitive, especially to the groups in the area, because first of all, they didn't live in teepees. <laughs> right. Second of all, um, we we don't we shouldn't do that. And just because it's a free Bible school, um, it it doesn't make it okay. Like yeah. and yeah, no, they kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't you know, Khalil, that Christians have the moral high ground on everything? Of I course mean, they we do. Don't... I had one of the one of the Republican one of the the asshole Republican. Um, I don't even know what they are in this town. Selectmen, town council, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, she jumped in and said, "Oh no, it's a great church, and they do a great service for the community." I'm like, "Okay, so they can be racist, but that and that's okay as long as they do something for you, like." Come on, go. Yeah, I mean that's. I, look, I guess we're gonna get political here. That that seems to me. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I guess we are. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't. I don't mind. I. I. You know, like that's. You know, like I'm like on social media. I can't. I. I don't want to say I avoid being political. If I really, you know, believe in something, I'll post about it. I put a couple. But um, I. I try to just keep, for the most part, keep it fun and interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've come to the conclusion that the conservative mindset or at least it seems to me i should say that the conservative mindset is ultimately just selfish and self-serving because you have the you know this church that people are like yeah but they do all this great stuff for the community they help us out or whatever meanwhile you know they have a they have a misguided i'm assuming it's misguided like i'm assuming that these people aren't trying to be malicious with their their TP setup and well, you know having you know what I mean well but I, I don't I, I'll I'll go with that in the fact that it's it's um it's a narrow view yeah um, yeah and it's it's not necessarily like they're going we're gonna do this to make fun of these people no it's it's the it's the argument that we were talking about earlier which is well we did it when we were younger so it's okay like or, or- the way it's always been right and and, and that's okay and um and i i too like 90 percent of the de- time i don't jump in like i'll usually just stay on the fringe i i won't engage because like for the most part you never you can't win you can't win those <clears throat> arguments you can't you never come off feeling good about it um, well, this is this is why i i find um people putting up political signs on their yard as futile because like no one is going to drive by your sign and look at it and see someone's name in a year and go, Oh, now I'm convinced I'm going to vote for that guy. What they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to, whether, you know, whether you fall on the left or the right, someone is going to drive by and think, all right, that they're okay. Or the other person's going to drive by and say that person's an asshole. Yeah. So it's, you know, like arguing is like I, my, my mom, uh, has conservative siblings, uh, and they get into it from time to time. They've kind of cooled off a bit uh, lately, but like on Facebook, they just you know back and forth, back and forth. And it's like, why do you bother engaging? Like I know you're they're your family, you love them, and you can talk about them, talk with them about anything else, and you're never going to convince them. They're never going to convince you. Right. This is just not going to happen. The best thing we can hope for is you know certain people get elected and i don't mean just one person i mean you know a number of people yeah, and yeah. then the sort of start to 
shift a little bit toward the middle and, and we learn how to compromise through that. But you're not going to get, you're not going to convince anyone screaming at them on Facebook of anything. No. And yeah. it's, it's those conversations on Twitter, on, on Facebook that, that, um, like I, I try not to engage, but every once in a while, for some reason I get pulled in. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's, for me, it's, it's, it always comes from a place of, um, like, I feel like I don't do, I was having this conversation with another friend of mine who works in HR and does a lot of, um, uh, teaching people how to be more racially sensitive, how to, um, be more culturally sensitive, um, in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I said to him a couple weeks ago, just off the cuff, I was like, I feel like I watch all of his posts and it's inspiring. And I say to myself, I wish I could do more. Um, and every once in a while I'll, I'll throw my hat in and I'll do something and, and I feel exhausted afterwards. Um, yeah. And it's and it's like uh, okay, that's fine, but then I can have a platform like this where I can have these conversations with people and I'm okay having conversations like if you were, you know, not agreeing with the things I was saying, I'd be happy to have the conversation too because it's it's the conversations that people have, I think. Um that do it, it, the signs aren't the Facebook posts aren't. Sometimes these conversations um, spin to a different perspective because I know I was one way a couple of years ago in feeling like how things are or how, how things impact people, how words change. And it, it all spun out of comedy where I would have these conversations with my girlfriend um, about comedians saying things that are inappropriate or talking about things that they've done that are, you know, in some way shocking or scary. Um, and then watching her response to me defending these people that I've never met before because I enjoy what they do. And then me taking it a little more internal and, and seeing how that truly does affect people Mm. and then figuring out where those lines are for me to enjoy the people that are comedians and, and how can I, and how can I do that? And I think for me, it's always come down to do these people change. Um, do they show growth that, you know, mm-hmm. are, are you judging them on standards from the eighties? Are you starting judging them on standards from the nineties? Are you judging them for standards today? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, we say these words like it was a different time, but I think that that does hold, hold some kind of, um, it, it does give some support because I mean, Eddie Murphy wouldn't be Eddie Murphy if, if he didn't do what he did in the eighties, but even yeah. he, even he has said, I look at this, I look at delirious and I cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't right. believe I said those things on stage in front of all those people. And I got famous because of it. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe I'm paraphrasing, but he has said it makes him uncomfortable having said those things. Um, and so I think, I, I I enjoy, and this all goes back to your post. I enjoy yours because it helps with the verbal sparring. It helps with that creative piece of um, having these fun conversations. And it's 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 a little telling sometimes when I can't tell when you're joking or not. 
like I think you posted something about don't don't give Yelp reviews to restaurants, let other people find them. And that was actually serious. Yeah, no, I know it was, and I didn't realize that when I responded. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I resp- I responded with, well, what if you find a bug in the food? Are you allowed to say something? And you and you were serious in your response. I'm like, oh, this wasn't this wasn't another fuck around post. Like this this was a serious <laughs> one. And I'm like, shit, no, 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 because I was actually going through something where I had reviewed something, not a restaurant, but I and I've gone to this in the past, but I reviewed something online. Um purposely um because i did want um i did i didn't want people it it wasn't as simple as food like i think food and restaurants are a different thing and i agree with i agreed with what you were saying um and so i was i was screwing around and i was like oh no that was a serious post okay all right so jokes jokes aren't there okay we're just gonna stop now <laughs> i mean yeah the, i mean the, the whole thing is uh my online persona is is typically you know me turned up to 11 uh and uh you know like i'm, I'm like 98% of the time i am joking mm-hmm. uh once in a while i'll have you know uh, a, i don't know a, a profound moment where i feel like okay i think i can convey some kind of you know message here that maybe you know like maybe hasn't presented in this hasn't been presented in this way before and it's occurred to me so i you know i don't know like i'm i hate i don't i i try to be modest and and and, and humble so you know like i always i always i use a lot of qualifiers when i speak with people because it's like well that's just how i feel or you know it seems to me like this you know so i can sort of maintain a certain level of integrity because most people will just sit there and go, no, this is the way it is. And, 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 you know, and like, Oh, this needs to happen. And they don't, they're not like, no, you, this is what you feel should happen. This is not mm-hmm. you know, sent for everybody across the board. But like when it comes to um, that particular like post about Yelp, I was just, you know, it just had hit me uh, like how quick people are to be negative about things. And one of the easiest things in the world to do is, you know, if you go to a restaurant and you have not the best experience and let's say they're like, you know, they just opened up or whatever. Like if you, the easiest thing in the world to do is just shit all over them. And, um, and people, you know, read those reviews and take, especially the people that would, would be the ones themselves to leave the reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, Eventually, they they look at the reviews. They go, oh, "I'm not going here." If the hell with that, you know, one man's trash could be another man's treasure. You don't like the flavor of this food, or you know, like the whatever. Just it's it's especially now during areas like being a being a restaurant uh, owner and operator and a staff and all that. Like so fucking difficult. Yeah, so, no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think we're we're in that, that period. Like you just said, like the internet can be used for good things and they can be funny memes and, and funny jokes. Um, or it's just an echo chamber where you just yell at each other. And it it really sucks. And and I think there are places for those things. I think there are, there are ways to address that. Um, I don't think, well, I mean, I use my form definitely for public stuff, but... Um, I think it's 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 always been from a place of constructive or mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, I will talk shit about Target and Walmart um, when I'm looking for toys because I feel like we're treated like lesser people because we want fun toys. Um, you got to get that because I, I haven't done a, a, a proper hunt in a while. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I haven't I haven't really had to nor necessarily had the drive to just because like, first of all, I think we all obviously miss Toys R Us. Yes. Yeah. Like to no end. The, I mean, they, they like the fact that when they closed up and then the, you know, Target and Walmart were like, oh, man, we're going to we're going to really, you know, uh, step up. Put, yeah, we're going to step up and put our toy section. This selection has gotten a little bit greater, but it's, it, you know, it's it's still just a fucking Walmart and a Target. You know what I mean? Like, well, and I, I like are you are you speaking specifically in terms of like if you want to speak with an associate and see if they have something like in the back or. Well, it's um, so uh, usually it's, it's the idea of um, I usually don't get, I, I, how do I phrase this? I've said this so many times. Um, I usually get frustrated when you can't get basic customer service. Okay. And I think the example I've always had is there was one Christmas where I was shop doing Christmas shopping, right? I had a cart full of stuff. I went to the toy section to look for something for me Mm. and I asked somebody for help at a target and they basically said, no, like I was like, well, you know, the scanner says that you have more and they said, we don't. And I said, well, there's nothing on the shelf. Can you check in the back? It says they're in the back. They're like, no, they're not there. They're on the shelf. Go away. You know, and, and not, not like that harsh, but like, it was like a good 10 minutes of back and forth. And they were like, they just wouldn't help me. I, I went to the other side of the store and because I know how to look for toys, I also know how to look for any item in the store. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up, I was, I wanted to buy a coffee maker, right? And walked up, found an associate in Target, asked him, I said, hey, this is the DCPI. Here's the number. It says you guys have them in stock. Could you check? Scan the, mm-hmm. scan the tag. I said, yep, we'll be right back. I'll go get it for you. And I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) yeah why do you get a coffee maker but they don't want to bother with the toys right and i understand like they don't want to be bothered all day long and my argument has always been if you don't want to be and and i'm i i have this like premise that i wrote down that i i haven't fleshed out whether it's going to be a podcast or whether it's going to be a solo podcast or whether it's going to be something i actually write out um they have created a situation that they want us to come into the store. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is they, for whatever reason, refuse to stock the shelves. Um, whether yeah. it's incompetence, whether it's lazy, whether it's just um, they don't care for whatever reason. So if we come in and ask for the product um, and they're pissed about it, that we're asking for the product, mm-hmm. um they've created the situation. Now I understand it is not the person making $12 an hour working in the toy department, you know, overnights. It, it's not necessarily personally their fault. Um, but they've created an atmosphere where we're in an anti- antagonistic relationship with these people when it really doesn't have to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see what like for example, there's there there is a case. I know this for a fact. There is a case of GI Joe figures at the Southington Target. It is in the back room. I have seen the case. Um, 
and they refused to put it out for the last four weeks. And these are toys that definitely the street date has already has come, and, come gone. and gone. They have passed. They're sold at Walmart. They're sold at Amazon. They're sold at other targets. I bought one of them because the case was on the floor. So I just grabbed the figure I wanted out of the case, went up to the register, it scanned through fine. No problems at all. There's no reason why it shouldn't be on the shelf. It is in its own case. It's not just floating around loose in the back room. It has not been put on the shelf at all. And they are aware that you um, you you have money yeah. that could be theirs if yeah. you, they just found the product, brought it out. I had another and- guy in the aisle with me. I wanted one thing, he wanted another, and we were standing there. And we had one employee who spent about half an hour in the back room trying to find this case, and they couldn't find it. And then mm-hmm. I went the next morning. I went four times in 24 hours. Um. Mm-hmm to try to get it and nobody would get it. And now it's been four weeks and I know for a fact that they still have not sold. They have not still not put those figures on the floor. And it's still in the system. It's still in the system. It's still there. Like if they scan the pegs, it will show that they have six on hand and five of them are in the back room. Yeah. And it's like, so they've created this situation where we have to ask them for the product because the product isn't getting out to the shelf. So mm-hmm. now so now we have to ask them for the product. Now I go in and ask them for it. They haven't put it out. Now somebody else goes in and asks for it. They, they haven't put it out. Somebody else goes in. And I'm sure after the 10th person, they're sick of having the question. So the question then becomes, why don't you just put it out? Like it was There's clear the shelves. It has sold out at every other target in the state. So yeah. this one target just won't. And it's like that kind of crap or or Working in the industry, I went in, I I ran a press release for a company on January 1st, and I went into the store on January 2nd to buy the product, and they were like, no, the street date's January 19th. And I looked Mm -hmm. at them, and I was like, no, I literally just wrote a press release for the company that said, go to your stores, their street dates are, you know, January 1st. And then Mm -hmm. they went in the back, they pulled the case, and sure enough, on the case, it says, do not sell before January 1st. (laughs) Yeah. Like January 1st, release date, January 1st. And they were like, oh, it is January 1st. And I'm like, yeah, no, no shit. Like I just wrote the press release with the company. Like I just <laughs> ran all the PR for them that just told everybody to come and get them. And it's like, it's it's this stupid back and forth that they've created that, and they, you know, they basically, you know, Toys R Us made all its own mistakes, but Target and Walmart didn't help by, you know, undercutting their prices and, you know, um, doing all the competition. And then once the competition was gone, they just stopped caring. Like they just don't give a shit. Um, it's what it, you know what it seems to me like, um, so for, for toy collectors, we typically, like we do a little bit of browsing, but we typically are going with certain things in mind for the most part, unless it's like, you know, Oh, I didn't even know they released, uh, these figures. Whereas your average, uh, consumer is like when they used to go to Toys R Us, they would literally go in there and walk around and just look at everything and shop around and be like, Oh, you know, someone, someone's birthday is coming up or, you know, Christmas is around the corner. Uh, what should I get for, you know, the nephew that lives across the country or whatever. So, right. you know, that I think that, and, and again, you know, like most of Toys R Us was dedicated to that style of shopping as I mean, they did have a, you know, a, very sizable section of action figures um 
it, because they did they did respect that group the the collectors um yeah you know and it, that's like for me for the most part that's the only section i'd ever really go to maybe video games every once in a while but like they had an excellent section of it like usually about five rows of stuff and they put this the you know like the more collector adult oriented stuff sort of toward the front and then as it went back it would become more kids and then eventually you know that would kind of turn into like cars and trucks and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah so they had that in mind but they but they also knew that you know like for the most part people coming in are just shopping around looking for you know stuff for their kids or whatever and i think that target and walmart looked at that and while they do have you know an aisle or two of action figures and then you know and even target has their you know like their NECA section or what you know like the the yeah, yeah, yeah. um they're i think they're approaching it from that perspective of like well some they're gonna wander in here while they're buying you know their their groceries or their cleaning supplies or whatever, and they're gonna remember you know little mikey has a birthday so he likes trucks let's get them you know whatever i don't know and or you know basically just kind of wandering through oh that would be good for so and so you know what i mean well and and i and i have no like um delusion like we go to bill and and junior and i go to toy fair every year mm-hmm. and the action figure section like so the javit center have you been to the javit center before i went once for new york comic or okay. twice for so you know how big that building is right yep, yep. um and and for everybody that's been there, they just think of a like a giant convention center, and they're all set up in rows, right? So like you know, row one thousand, row one thousand one, like it's just like you know eleven oh one, eleven oh two, whatever. And um, the action figure section of the Javits Center for for the entire thing for you know for for everything that they have there for all the toys that they have there, the actual action figure that are designed for adult collectors or or more collectible nature are two rows, are two rows out of the entire Javits Center. So I have no, like, delusion that we are a very small part of the market. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not saying that. It's just we're, we're – the other thing is, like, we're armed with these new tools. Like, we have BrickSeek and PopFinder and their, web, their own websites. Um, and, you know, that just makes it worse, <laughs> I think. <clears throat> because it's like, no, 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 we know they're there. <laughs> we know they're there like that's how i know the gi joes are there like that's i know i know for a fact because and they say oh that's not accurate and i'm like i could there's some day where i really want to do this where i'll be like it's not accurate okay so my app says that you have five on hand hold on one second i'm gonna go buy this and then i'm gonna go up to the front with the receipt and buy it and then walk in the back and i'm like now the app says you have four on hand so are you telling me this isn't accurate like yeah because it you know within you know 20 minutes of of purchase it's accurate um and i think that that's the other piece is like we're more informed i think the internet has also equalized that i think we're i don't think we're that well informed but those of us that that do this um i i do it professionally i can honestly say i do it professionally um we know what we're doing and and that's what got me some stuff recently where i was like i have all these stock numbers Here's this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And I showed it to the guy and I said, okay, now the top two aren't street dated. The bottom two are. I'm not asking for the bottom two. I'm asking for the top two. And then he went through and proceeded to punch in all the numbers. And then he looked at his thing and he goes, yep, you're absolutely right. Those two are street dated. I can't sell them. Those two, The other two are in there different and I can't sell them. So I will get you those. And it was kind of that conversation where I knew 
what I was doing and how to do it that got me further and being polite. I mean, bottom line, um, yeah. always get you a little bit further. Um, but no, I do. I miss Toys R Us. People in Canada are posting their Toys R Us pictures lately. And I'm like, God, I... <laughs> Canada, Toys R Us in Canada never closed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So like all the... So Marvel Legends, DC, all the McFarland stuff, people are posting pictures where like they don't have to go to um, Walgreens and Target and Walmart. Everything's at Toys R Us. So like you yeah. go in there and like everything's there and you're like... And they're real pictures, and I'm looking at them going, oh, my God. Like, how <laughs> close to the border do I have to move that that's not an inconvenience to go there? Because it would make my life so much easier. Oh, um, well, unfortunately, even if you wanted to do that, you couldn't do that right now. <laughs> the border's yeah. closed. Yes, I know. Um, uh, but, so, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, so they never closed up in Canada, but what the reports that I've been hearing for a couple of years now where they want to open some like smaller, more streamlined Toys R Us stores. Have you heard anything else about that? So they opened that one in Jersey um, last year um, <clears throat> as kind of like a stunt for Christmas, I think. Yeah. And what I heard was you went in and they had kiosks everywhere where you can order the stuff online. Like you couldn't walk out of the store with things. Um, they wanted you to order it right then and there. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's coming back. I don't think it's, I mean, we might have a pop-up here and there. Like we used to have those, like, um, those like, uh, pop-up stores that would be in the malls and things. Yeah. Um, I could see something like that happening, but like a, but like a full time, um, every day, like you can go there on a regular basis. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think Walmart and Target have created a situation and Amazon have created a situation where that's not necessary, um, for the average consumer. Um, it doesn't make it viable because you can, you can order most things like for, and you're right. Like for the most part, um, people aren't looking like we're looking. So they're just as happy ordering it from their house, um, or ordering it where people throw it in the back of their car for them versus the browsing method. Um, it's like Meriden Mall. I went to Meriden Mall the other day to go to FYE and go to um, GameStop just to kind of look and see if they got anything new. And I mean, that was like a freaking ghost town. I never thought I'd see the day that that mall turned into a ghost town. Um, they're like, there's no stores. A lot of them are closed. All the restaurants, all the food courts shut down. Like, it's just like nothing. Like, there's just nothing there. It's kind of it's really sad. You like it? half because of the virus situation though right no 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 i mean it was already in that vein like it was already starting to go down that way um, okay like at christmas time like i noticed that there were a lot of there were a lot of closures or like some stores took over like an entire corridor like i think h&m took over an entire corridor where there used to be like six stores now it's just h&m mm-hmm. um and a few of the restaurants had like panda express closed like you know the mall's in trouble what? panda express closes oh. like Oh. That's yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think the return to toy stores. Um, a friend of mine opened a vintage shop in Wallingford. Um, that's good. That's really good, and he can order some new stuff. But 
it's not the same feeling of like, I don't think he's going to, I think he'll order for people and I could be wrong. Like this could change. Um, but as far as I know, last time I talked to him, this was like two weeks ago, he said he wasn't going to like be ordering mass quantities of things um, just to have in the store. He wants to focus on the vintage aspect of it. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Um, and you've got a few stores here and there. And and I was hoping comic book shops would kind of step up and, and help that collector's market. But um, they're not either. Like they're just not um, helping at all. Um, they're actually hurting in some ways because it's like um, they, you have to jump through so many hoops to get anything. It's kind of not worth it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you? What have you been collecting lately? Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I have in the last few years. I have I have dropped off quite a bit. Like, I mean, I, I was a I was a gigantic collector, but I but like I would only collect uh, very specific uh, sets of, 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 of figures. So, like, I mean, I'm like Marvel Legends is my all time biggest i have you know i have almost all of the original toy biz ones um i, I obviously have a lot of the hasbro ones um but i i had to stop because like well when hasbro first st- uh, started with the license like their figures weren't phenomenal no and they weren't good at all they were shitty <laughs> i'll say it they didn't release a lot of them and now they're just like i mean they're, they're the figures are better now than they used to be now they just constantly releasing wave after wave. I just I just couldn't keep up anymore. It was and it was getting way too expensive. Like I you know before I you know moved into uh, my own apartment like ten years ago, um, you know I didn't have rent to pay, so right. I could go you know wherever Toys R Us and buy the entire wave of Marvel Legends, you know, and that's you know around a hundred bucks or so, um, and it w- wouldn't be a problem. But like the way that it is, I I just I fell off like I. I even I was doing the DC Legends for a while. I think that's what they were called. They were the Mattel ones. The they, I don't even know. Yeah, they were multiverse classics. Multiverse, same thing. Right, right. So I I did a, I got a bunch of those. Um, uh, a lot of wrestling figures. A lot of uh, especially the um, the uh, more recently the uh, Mattel WWE ones. There are uh, some really good ones in that. I picked up a couple here and there. I can't. I you know I don't watch wrestling anymore. So yeah. it's not really like a, a big focus for me. Um, but I've picked up a few, a few Lita figures, a few of the rock. Um, I think mm-hmm. I got the new like ultimate triple H um, to go along with my rock. Um, so they've been kind of fun for sure. Yeah. They're really well made. Um, and now they're starting to include like multiple hands and stuff like that. So yep. that that's, I mean, I, I miss, you know, look, I, again, I'm, I'm a, I'm a toy biz Marvel legends fan. Uh, that's the biggest line that I've ever collected, and I miss their their toys because of the beautiful articulation that they. You know, I I will say that they were really well articulated, but the aesthetics of them compared to stuff today just don't hold up. Those big ball joints at the hips and and the uh, shoulders, um, they they really stand out. They don't mm-hmm. kind of meld well with the aesthetics of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to compare like one, you know, apples to apples, if you, you know, you pick up a Spider-Man figure or uh, Wolverine or Iron Man, like the, the differences are so they figured out ways to hide it and still give you the same articulation in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. It's like, 
streamlined. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I mean, le- okay. So lately, so what's the last got- toy you bought? Is I guess a good question. Well, I got <laughs> I uh, today in the in the mail. I got a um, a Carnotaurus, the the character Toro from that show on Netflix, uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Okay. So that's last toy I bought. But like. Um, Mo- like uh, mostly, I've been collecting Jurassic World stuff. Um, uh, a few of the Amber Collection stuff, but mostly, like, I-, I have this sort of like weird rule about not ever buying repaints. And um, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> with the dinosaurs, I if if it's the same exact mold, I will only buy one of them, unless like in terms of like the 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 uh, the universe that exists in the story. If there's a scene with multiples, like Gallimimus's, for example, I have more than one Gallimimus. You know, if I see a Gallimimus, I'll I'll probably pick up pick it up unless it's exactly the same as uh, more, like uh, if I have two of the same, I won't buy a third one. But they have a few different uh, <clears throat> sculpts of Gallimimus. But like for example, like um, you know, I have a few different T Rexes because you got the one from Jurassic Park. Which is also the one that's as a as a character. It's also the one in Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's the same T Rex. Right. Um, the green one that you can buy is the male from Jurassic uh, from the Lost World, okay. and it comes with the young uh, T Rex. So I have a few of those, and then you know, like I just but I also if they if they plus up the figure. I will buy the new version that has better features and looks better or whatever. But like with, uh, like for example, with um, uh, Marvel Legends, uh, you know, like the very first Wolverine figure that they released was like him and his like you know like the '90s cartoon looking costume. Like yeah, the, it's a tiger the, stripe. It was Wave Three. I know exactly which right. one. Yep. Then they released the Astonishing X Men Wolverine, and that's how Wolverine currently looked in comic books. And I like that costume a lot. And the figure was awesome. So I had to buy that, right. but I'm not going to buy like Logan on a bike or, you know, I'm not going to buy weapon X. I don't want any crap. I, I want like, I, like for me, definitive, you want definitive. Yes. Like, like when we were kids and they would release, I think it was like Kenner had, had like the Batman animated series stuff. I wanted plain ass Batman. I didn't want, you know, Batman with day glow wings and like Batman in an Arctic fucking parka or some shit like that. I didn't want anything like that. I wanted Batman with the gray suit, the black cape, you know, as close to that as you could possibly get. That's that's how I like my my stuff. Um, yeah, no, well, I I can appreciate that. That's that's really good. By the way, um, before we go too far past it, did you hear the newest rumors that the Amber Collection has now listed in the Target system, Grant? And I think Ellie and um, Hammond, and I think they're going to get a Sam Jackson. Oh, I will one hundred percent buying those for sure. Like I have all the the, the three and three quarter inch figures, um, with the exception of Nedry, because that was a Comic Con exclusive or a Toy Fair exclusive. One of those. It, it was Comic Con. It was uh, Entertainment Earth. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, that's like pretty much the only one I don't have. Um, but yes, I, oh, dude, when, so, you know, weren't they originally, the Amber Collection, weren't they originally supposed to be just at GameStop? So, so they were going to premiere at GameStop. It was like a yeah. timed exclusive. So they were going to premiere at GameStop with Ian and uh, the Velociraptor. Right. 
And then for Owen and then the rest of them, they were going to expand past it. And for some reason, Owen and uh, Blue and maybe Delta or Charlie, I don't remember which one, um, they never really saw retail. Mm-hmm. And then now I just saw Charlie um, at Target. And I, so then they just need Echo to finish off the four of them. Um, yeah, the, the reason I bring that up is because, like, they're, they're just seemingly now starting to release them in other stores. And uh, I think I was I was just looking online to see if, if you could find Amber Collection stuff anywhere. And it... It pulled. Uh, I, I happened upon GameStop, uh, you know, dot com or whatever, and they had a, a listing for Malcolm, and it was like seven bucks. Yeah, no, he went on clearance. Yeah, because yeah. it's been yeah. like a year and a half, so they yeah. clearance it out and they never restocked it. Like they didn't continue the skew because Malcolm should have been followed up with Owen, but I don't think GameStop ever went in because I don't think they sold that well. No, um, they weren't doing locations, and that's pretty. Yeah, that's why they went to clearance. Yeah. So yeah. I, deal and he's like the best figure in the line so far yeah um did you um did you get that target pack with hammond and ellie and the banner i did and i and i also did some uh slightly unscrupulous uh things like so i already had an ellie and um i didn't want the second one and i was like do i know anybody that might want this whatever or you can sell it on ebay or whatever what i ended up doing was um, I bought the, they have the, um, the, the pack where it's the kid, I think his name is Darius from the new cartoon on Netflix. And he comes with a stegosaurus and a baryonyx. And I just wanted the kid. So, so I you switched I, her I, out. I did. Yeah. I opened it up and I, I took out the kid and I put, um, Ellie Sattler, the, the, like the lesser, like the one that, that came in the box set. Yeah. Uh, the hair was off a little bit, like just, it was like to the side the wrong way. But, um, so I put her in and, you know, I'm, I know it's not the most honest thing in the world to do, but they, you know, the, the people at the service desk, they have no clue. Well, so the funny thing is like, you say that, um, and they, study the shit that i bring back to no end they probably know you <laughs> like, i don't return that much stuff like no. i don't i don't usually return things out but um yeah no i you know i there there are times where i look at stuff and think about um just swapping it out like those new um the new rebels that came out um, Star Wars did Rebels, and they updated all the figures. They didn't update much of them, but they updated the faces, and they look like ten times better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, like should I spend the twenty bucks and just buy the figure and eat it, or should I buy the figure and then return it with the old figure inside? And I'm <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't do it. I just I've seen too many swaps and I've seen too many things that like kind of um, if if usually I'll do that if um, if I, if if there's something like like you said the head was off a little bit mm-hmm. I'll usually do that and then break an arm off um, or or pull it off pull the hair off and just return it and go well you know the hair just popped off um, and I don't want this anymore and they'll take it and they'll put it in it as a damaged thing so it doesn't actually go out on the shelf um, yeah because it's just. Yeah, no, it's a pain in the ass. 
I mean, I would say um, if you if you find yourself in that situation again, you know, if it if it if it's Target or Walmart, and obviously, you know, you've had issues with them. Like, you know, don't worry about it. Stick it to them a little bit. Just well, but see the see the problem is see it's not sticking it to them. I will say that I you know people that have done it. It's the problem is they end up back on the shelf for full price. Yeah. So it's like I don't want a mom to pick it up and get something that's yeah. broken. Like that's that's what I mean. And like I don't I don't necessarily care. Like I don't think what you did is as much of a problem as like um which was insane. I posted a picture. Somebody had taken one of the retro carded Spider-Man um taken the Daredevil out and then put in an old Spider-Man and a bunch of broken pieces like literally broken pieces of plastic and just shoved it in the package and returned it. And Walmart Mm -hmm. was selling it. And for some reason, this fucking picture went viral and it's got Mm -hmm. like, I think we're up to 30,000 views right now, um, Mm -hmm. which is insane for my pictures. Um, That's the kind of thing that bothers me. Like you, you put a, you swapped out one figure for another and yeah, no, it's probably not good. Probably, you know, if they caught you, you'd probably get in trouble for it, but um, or they give you shit about it, but um, but like you didn't you didn't put in a broken you didn't put in broken plastic right. and just try to get away with it. Like somebody buys that pack, they still get an action figure and you know two or three dinosaurs. Um, so like, I, but the, the ones that just kill me are the ones that like straight up just broken plastic, like broken toys, like or like things that are covered over in a sharpie, um, <clears throat> or like. It, it's supposed to be a sp- like it's clearly it's spider-man on the package and and they replace it with a with a female wrestling figure and you're like i mean that's just ridiculous i'm so, like jesus christ really really it, like that, nobody that questioned is, it nobody questioned it oh that they should i mean obviously like they sh- it's not like um i mean you, i'm sure you ever if you've ever seen the like the 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 pictures where it's like you know like a knockoff toy company will the packaging will say one thing and the character will be something completely different yeah, it's but, like the avengers and you've got like iron man but it's also batman and a ninja turtle and you're like right. where the hell did you think that was real uh, the thing is like the, the, so so I, I get what you're saying about like you know if, if a mom picks up like that is an unfortunate possible outcome of of that sort of thing um but I, I, I personally have on more than one occasion, and again, I don't do this all the time, but every once in a while, you know, just it's it's a money saving effort to a certain extent, even though I shouldn't be spending this money on toys anyway. But um, but um, oh, you should, you really should. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, every but like I, I have on more than one occasion been to a store multiple times uh, over a period of weeks and seen the same toy that I returned where, you know, like it was like, you know, something that wasn't necessarily supposed to be in that package, but close enough mm-hmm. um, on the shelf. Cause re- like actual collectors, they know the difference. Um, well, and that's, that's always been my thing. Like that's always been my thing um, yeah. about it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I can tell you the probably the worst, most egregious one. And I, I won't go any further after this, but are you sure I, you want to share it? <laughs> Yeah, I will. It's okay. okay. Like I've already, like you know fessed up to, to doing this. Um, I mean, I used to. Oh God, I don't like again. <laughs> I'm more mature now. I don't do it so much anymore. But 
the the worst toy offense that I that I've made regarding like switching things out is uh, what was it like a year ago? They released the um, the Indominus Rex. The yeah the, yeah, the, yeah yeah yeah. It's is it Hasbro now? They're the ones no, that make them. No, it's Mattel. Okay, Hasbro made them for the for Jurassic World. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yes. back when that movie came out, those figures were awful, but they did have a halfway decent, big sized uh, Indominus Rex where some of the action features were okay. Uh, but this new one that was just released, like I said, about a year ago, maybe maybe less, um, is beautiful, and so. I was able to remove it from the package without damaging anything. And you know how, like, they have, like, the little plastic rubber bands and, like, the, the clear ones and all that. I was able to take it out and take the other one and, like, latch it in there some way, somehow, and return it. So this is a... It, this figure came out, like I said, about a year ago. So this is now a four-year-old, kind of beat-up-looking... <laughs> Uh, not made by the same company at all. Same size, but like, just you know, not as good. Just not something. as good. Yeah. yeah. And I return it, and then like, I, and then this, this is one of those instances where I went to that Target multiple times, and it was sitting on the shelf for had to be at least three months. Because yeah. you know, and then you, usually I'm the one that goes in there and goes, "Hey, I don't think this is right." <laughs> Well, see, and that's okay. So now I, I have you as a, a crusader out there, like well, telling there, there's, there's ones that I, there's ones that I think are create, like that's creative. Like I, you know, there are times where, within the same year, Hasbro released the same figure twice, um, mm-hmm. or something like that. And and there are times where like they catch my eye, um, where I'm like, wait, so they just did a Nightcrawler this last summer. They did a Nightcrawler mm-hmm. Marvel Legend, and I was walking through the New Britain Target. And I'm like, oh, wow, they got a Nightcrawler. And I looked in the box, and I'm like, wait a second. The new Nightcrawler doesn't have ball joints for her shoulders. Like, wait, that's that's the Toy Biz Nightcrawler. I'm like, oh, I give you props. Like, I'll give people props for that. Like, it's really, it's shitty. And I'm like, and that's the kind of swap where if I took it up to customer service, and I'm like, that's not the right figure. Um, they'd look at me like I had a third head. And they'd be like, fuck yeah. off. Like, what do you, clearly, Kurt Wagner, what, yeah. what's wrong with yeah, like this. It, this looks exactly like the character on the side of the box. Like you're you're out of your mind. And I'm like, yeah. no, no. If you take this out, I guarantee you the stamp on there will say like 2003. Um, but they'll never, they'll never do that. So I, I right. give props to the people that are creative. It's the ones that like just put garbage in the boxes. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, never done that. No. Um. So yeah. Uh, collecting is 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 an interesting thing um so we're over an hour um so that went by really fast um so i like to try to keep it first time people are and i like to try to keep it an hour i've been trying to keep these as an hour but um so where can people find stuff about you like are you pushing anything or you you want to push the school um or tell people yeah. where to find you uh okay well I'll, I'll start by um advertising i guess the uh the class it's it's um it's called Each One Teach One uh, Stand-Up Comedy Class. Uh, we're actually about to start a semester this Monday. And uh, it's six sessions. Uh, it's weekly. It's every every Monday. Um, you can contact Rob Santos uh, if you can find him on Facebook. Uh, 
or uh, or you can contact me, Jeff Deldona, on Facebook or anything like that, and I'll and I'll, I'll convey it to him. Although I, I don't know if there are necessarily any spots available right now. He he he's trying to limit it to six students this semester. But if you miss uh, this one and you you want to be a part of this, we always start up another one within a, you know a few months uh, with like usually about two months after the previous semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. What else? Oh, uh, our podcast, Trees Falling in the Woods, on iTunes. And like I said, I think it's either Podbean or Podomatic or something like that. But just go on iTunes. It's yeah. the easiest way to do it. Um, or Apple Podcasts, they call it now. Um, I am also on Instagram at peaceful underscore warrior. And the O in warrior is a zero. Uh, I am on Twitter. It's the same name, but without the underscore, but I don't really do a lot of Twitter because I'm not famous. Um, and I think that's pretty much, I mean, you know, I don't, I have TikTok, but I don't go on it. Like I don't produce anything for it. Um, yeah, that's a new one for me. Like I've been trying to get into it and I just can't, I don't know. Instagram's just too, I've got, I've got Instagram too dialed in that it's like, I don't have time to learn this shit. I feel yeah. a little old. Um, it's most people like the people tell oh no people do comedy on there i'm like well all i ever see when i open it up is people lip-syncing uh either music and dancing or lip-syncing like obscure lines from movies that like or advertising for their only fans that's oh that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, but yeah you know instagram facebook uh like i said uh trees fall in the woods we have our own we have our own pages on facebook and and instagram um yeah i guess that's it uh, cool. hey let me ask one quick question real yeah, yeah, quick yeah okay so i just picked up and uh the uh the the neca back to the future two of the figures i got ultimate marty mcfly and ultimate biff okay yep. and um i've never been a gigantic neca fan i think they've gotten better in the last few years because like when they first started becoming a real big thing you know like the articulation wasn't really there and then for their their figures were you know not to scale with like your average 6.5 inch figure um so i wasn't really a big fan but i i i it's back to the future and as far as i outside of um the reaction figures and the hot toys i don't think they've ever made any back to the future no no one's made any back to the future no they haven't so oh i had to buy it right i opened up my marty and I know that you got some. I saw that you posted a few days ago, or maybe last week. This week, yeah, yeah. This week, okay. Are you having trouble keeping your your the standard head of Marty McFly on your figure? No, not at all. I would return it. Okay, because yeah, you know, obviously you can switch them around. Like he, it just it's not like latching. So, so there yeah. might be. So I did notice that the collar on the coat on the vest and on his jean jacket pop up a little bit. Um, So if you tilt it a certain way, it will pop, but it should Mm -hmm. fit into the ball joint pretty fine. So, but I I, like the way that like, I didn't hear a pop. Like I can get it to kind of stick, but like it should pop. You know, do that has to be looking down like this. And I'm like, I don't want him just constantly looking down the whole time. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I, I would, I would swap it. I'd go get another one. Well, the good news here, real quick, I, I, I won't keep you too much longer, but I actually, so I ordered one from Deep Discount, um, I want to say on Tuesday, and then 
it was like twenty six ninety nine. And then Wednesday, I went into Target and because I'd seen your post, and I was like, well, maybe they have them here. Maybe, you know, and I, I guess Doc isn't released yet. No, no, he's he, coming out either. He was supposed to come out in November, and I think he got pushed back to January. So. Okay, well, so I, I wasn't aware of that. So I was I was looking to see if they had Doc. And I saw that they had, you know, what they had three versions of Marty, and they had uh, the Biff figure. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll, I mean, I'll buy, I'll buy Marty, and then when the other one comes in, I just won't open it. When when I get it in the mail, I'll return it to Target, get my money back for that or whatever. Um, and I got the Biff. I haven't opened the Biff yet, but um, now I'm thinking like I'll I'll open the one that comes in the mail. Yeah. Check it, and just return the one that's not as in good condition. Yeah, so. you can just say the head won't stay on the figure and just return it. Like, they'll take it. Yeah. Um, well, I figure, you know, I might as well wait for the other one to come in. And oh, then- yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely check and make sure everything works out. And then check the paint apps on everything else. Like, check the paint apps on the, the backpack and the skateboard and, you know, make sure that you get good paint apps on everything. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is I, I got lucky. Everything was fine. Um, but, yeah, no, neck is a little fragile. Like, I've got a – I haven't been able to pose them yet. Um, the, the joints are a little tight, especially on the elbows. So I've got to heat those up before I actually try to take pictures or pose them anyway. And I think I might actually pick up another Marty because from what I've seen, you're, you're not supposed to take the glasses, sunglasses off the, the standard ultimate. Um, but if you do, it's a much better face sculpt. And if you take a little bit of putty and a little bit of paint, you can, fill in those yeah. little holes on the side of the head and you'll have like a perfect ultimate Marty. Cause I'm, I I've said it once and I'll say it again. I am not a fan of all the expressions they gave him. Um, yeah. and doc too. Like I, I think doc looked exactly like Christopher Lloyd, but I don't like mm-hmm. anything they chose, um, for faces. They just made him look like, it looks like Jim Ign- Ignatowski. Like it does not look like doc. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, so that's it. So, Jeff, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate no, it's it. been great. It was really good to have you on. Make sure you check out his podcast. Um, we'll put links to everything in the article, um, and we'll see you guys next time. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!